0: The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Once more, Jesus spoke to the people in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his slaves to call those who had been invited to the wedding banquet, but they would not come. Again, he sent other slaves, saying, Tell those who have been invited, look, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and my fat calves have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they made light of it and went away, one to his farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his slaves, mistreated them and killed them. The King was enraged. He sent his troops, destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his slaves, the wedding is ready. But those invited were not worthy go therefore into the main streets and invite everyone you find to the wedding banquet those slaves went out into the streets and gathered all whom they found both good and bad so the wedding hall was filled with guests but when the king came in to see the guests he noticed a man there who was not wearing a wedding robe and he said to him friend How did you get in here without a wedding robe? He was speechless. Then the king said to the attendants, bind him hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Greetings, friends and partners at Emmanuel. I've been looking forward to being with you as we come together to give thanks, pray, rejoice, confess, and lament. Both worship and service are at the heart of our congregations. And it has been an honor to be with you in service. Your presence at St. Luke's Edible Hope Kitchen has brought us together in profound ways as both youth and adults have joined in outreach to the poor, the hungry, and unsheltered, in our Ballard neighborhood. We regularly give thanks for your partnership and for your generosity, which continues as we face the challenges of the pandemic and increased economic desperation. It has been particularly sad that we could not welcome the youth again this summer. They have been a blessing and have been blessed as they slept on the floor of the sanctuary, showered off campus, got up early each morning, to serve the nearly 200 people who count on us for a hot meal, a cup of coffee, and a warm place to come inside. We so look forward to the time when you can return. So today, we come together for worship, but it's like anything we ever expected. We aren't together in your lovely sanctuary. The choir isn't singing. We aren't receiving bread and wine. And some of your regulars are missing including your priest and her family, as they celebrate the newest member of their family. We all long to be at the table together, to feast at the banquet that God sets before us in the Eucharist and to join in fellowship and in the sharing of the peace and hugs. I'll never forget the first time I met the community at St. Luke's in Ballard. It was just over five years ago and the average attendance was less than 20 for Sunday mornings. The challenges they faced were immense. They were trying to prop up 10 buildings on three-quarters of a block, most of which had years of deferred maintenance. The campus hosted two homeless shelters, a clothing closet, a day center, an urban garden, as well as our meals program, which was open for breakfast five days a week. A group of dedicated folks, mostly women, mostly over 65, were doing all the work. There were no paid staff. When I finally located the bank account information, I discovered there was only $3,000 remaining in the bank after all the debts were paid. My first encounter with the congregation wasn't at worship, interestingly. Because I was appointed by the bishop, I. I hadn't met anyone in the congregation and they hadn't met me before I started my position. But I was told that there was a parish lunch every Thursday at noon and it had been going on for years. It brought together and fed those who volunteered in the kitchen along with parishioners and guests and the occasional walk-in. And if you've been to the Edible Hope Kitchen Dining Room, you know what it's like. It's a humble church basement very well used and not updated since the 1960s. So my first Thursday they had pushed the table together um, and uh, they were trying to accommodate everyone that was there, about 15 people. The 83-year-old founder of the kitchen was rushing around setting the places and bringing out the food family style. The cooks were removing the famous fresh biscuits from the 50-year-old oven and then when we finally all sat down together and I was asked to offer grace, I looked around and I wondered, what is this ragtag group of people? What can possibly have brought them together? Who are they? As they introduced themselves, I heard stories of lives touched by the spirit of God and literally turned around. A housewife with a rocky marriage and a dutiful approach to religion who came alive to the love of Jesus in a way that transformed her and called her to a life of sacrificial service. A neighbor whose sudden need for a six way heart bypass resulted in the loss of his employment and ultimately his home. He had been living in his car for two years and was both eating and helping out in the kitchen. And then there was a bow tie wearing attorney who took an extended lunch hour every Thursday In order to cook for the kitchen and who had brought his wife to the kitchen on their second date to make sure she shared his commitment to christian service pretty soon the food started coming around and it was fantastic and i'm i'm a bit of a food snob, i admit it so i hadn't been expecting much but there were fresh vegetables from the garden choice cuts of meat donated by the town and country market homemade biscuits with homemade raspberry jam, and always dessert. on this day, a cake to welcome me. At one point, as the conversation and the laughter flowed and the food kept being passed around, it occurred to me, this must be what it's like to be in the kingdom of heaven, to be at a banquet feast where all are welcome, Jesus tells us a parable about the kingdom of heaven, comparing it to a wedding banquet for a king's son. Food is fabulous. The guest list is carefully curated. The venue is outstanding. The event will both celebrate the union of bride and groom as well as honor the reign of the king. But nobody shows up, they're too busy The party isn't that relevant or important to most of them. Everyone assumes they aren't that necessary to the celebration and that no one's gonna miss them. Maybe they feel like they're already well fed enough. Perhaps they don't like all the people who were invited and don't wanna have to deal with them. And in this parable, some of them are so opposed to the king and what he's doing that they kill his messengers. This may seem far-fetched, but we have experienced something like this over the 32 years that we have been holding our feast at St. Luke's. Everybody in the neighborhood is invited to the Edible Hope Kitchen. You don't have to be homeless or even poor. There are workers and business folk who stop in for a cup of coffee and a visit on their way to work. There are seniors who live alone and come for social connection. People arrive to volunteer and then end up visiting and making friends with our guests. But there are also those who assume that the edible kitchen dining room is a dangerous place, filled with horrible people. We receive emails, phone calls and letters, many of them anonymous, complaining that we are causing homelessness and supporting criminals and drug abuse. We have been blamed for everything in the neighborhood from the Ballard Rats to providing clean water to providing to people who are living without hygiene facilities. And many of our critics say over and over again, they ask us stop serving the bad people and only serve the good ones. Every time we receive a complaint, I reply. And if there's a contact information, I invite the person to meet with me have breakfast at the Edible Hope kitchen. Only a very few have responded and those that have, like me, have been transformed by their experience. Most people refuse the invitation. In the parable, the king doesn't give up in the face of opposition. Instead, he broadens the invitation. Did you know that Jesus has this little joke in the midst of the parable? He mentions that the messengers of the king fill the hall with whomever they find, both the good and the bad. Now, we know from Jesus that God alone is good. We know from our own experiences that each person is a mixture of saint and sinner. We remember Jesus' command to judge not, lest ye be judged yourself. And we certainly know that just because the first guest may have been rich, successful, own property, have influence, they can still be dishonest, greedy, selfish, and criminal. Just as being poor, homeless, mentally ill, or addicted does not make you a bad person, being rich does not make you good. We're also supposed to be paying attention to the log in our own eye before we start punishing or judging the one with a moat. For a long time, I wondered about this parable, the parable of the wedding banquet, and the one guest who attends without wearing a wedding robe. Why does this otherwise gracious host throw him out? It occurs to me that something in his behavior showed disrespect to the host and created a scene that had the potential to upset the entire celebration. Most of the time, the dining room at Edible Hope Kitchen is a place of sanctuary, warmth, and welcome where the most diverse group of people come together for a feast of rich foods, filled with marrow and goodness and enough to keep people going for an entire day since this may be the only meal they receive. But every now and then a guest arrives who is unable to show respect to others. We don't know what may have happened in that person's life prior to their arrival but all our efforts to de-escalate their antisocial behavior fail. And that's when something interesting happens. Anyone who disrespects the staff or the volunteers or who refuses to abide by our code of conduct finds themselves in the middle of a calm and determined group of our guests. They are told in no uncertain terms that they are to honor their hosts of the meal. And if they cannot, They are escorted outside. In good times and in tough times, the church is called to worship and service. Now, there are plenty of good reasons for you not to show up virtually for worship. And it has become more difficult to serve others with the pandemic restrictions in place. Yet, we are encouraged in the letter to the Philippians to Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard in me. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen.